I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Well, we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Little disclaimer, Lisa Bolakaj is out, but we got my girl sitting in the house, Bianca Sams. What's up, girl? What's up? Writer herself. How, How are you? Doing? you? I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. You know, it's nice and pretty in LA right now. Can't complain. It's a little warm though, isn't it? It's like mm, muggy it's or something. 78. Sunny, it's supposed to rain. Like, it's supposed it, to rain? I will take it. It might rain today or tomorrow, so. I mean, I prefer that to that 100 degree nonsense oh, that they be yes. trying. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take 78. That's I'm from the, the Bay. That's not We're the, from the Bay. This yes, is This are. is when it's perfect, yes, right? Where it's like not hot. too hot, not too cold. But yeah, in the Bay, my mother is dying. 78 degrees, and she's like, why don't we have air conditioning? Uh, so I'm I'm good. I can put my pants on. We good. Chris Derrick in the house. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Mr. Prolific, that's your new word for the year. Every time I talk to Chris, he's working on some new shit. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> what are you working on now? Um, a new feature, a new TV, a book. I'm doing both. Oh, and I'm working writing a book. And I'm writing a book. Mm-hmm. You know what? A long, a long right. book. Mm-hmm. We should all caps that prolific. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to do a comic book pitch to somebody. Um, I got the website back up, so DerekBrothers.com is all finally right, right. back up. Um, yeah, as a feature, um, it's I'm researching it. I've written some of it, so I shouldn't have done. But a lot of times, you know, I, I just want to get you, you don't you don't like researching. No, no, I'm saying like the writing. Oh, like, got it. You know, because to write prematurely, sometimes you 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 got to go back. And you got to go. I'd back. say most be right. Most writers write right prematurely. prematurely. I actually don't mind that. I mean, I, I think sometimes it's good to get Well, you don't want to forget your thoughts sometimes. Right. That's and even, exactly if it, right. even if you know you're going to go back right. and change it, I'd rather get it out of my head and have it on paper and then step Agreed. back, do the thing I need to do and go, exactly. then, then be like, damn, I had that scene. Right. What was that scene? Right. I don't what was that it? scene no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, you know, put it on paper. If it's, if it's yeah. too early, it's too right. early. It's a puzzle. You can grab it and move it later. Right. It's, you know? it's, I mean, because to me, you know, a lot of times I just want to like, you know, I was telling someone this, uh, I always get images before mm-hmm. anything. So I was like, I wanted to write this. I, I got to write this thing down. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, then again, see, because of me, it's like I wrote maybe like four drafts of this opening that I don't even know if I'm going to keep. But, <laughs> oh, that's you a know, different thing. That's what I'm saying. That's just an example. <laughs> I'm like, just vomit and then but, move on. See, but <laughs> I, Mr. Perfectionist, but really? I really, <laughs> but, I know. but I really, really like. The the opening the, the is the, I can't I didn't talk about it but I'll tell you I have a, the, the the opening is so fun for me that I just I just wanted to get it right I just wanted right. to get it right and it's a very specific opening and I and I and I in my head I was like I kept saying I got to do this all on one page if I can just mm-hmm. this one part in one page because the the 
it's such a weird prologue that opening, uh, and it's just one page, which is weird. But um, so doing that, you know, it, yeah, the, the research you had to do the research. I mean, the research I is just kind of like, you know, I mean, Good it's, yeah, like research is fun for me to a certain degree. Um, but then again, I'm like, I'd say to a certain degree because like I'm always researching stuff. I'm always reading new things mm-hmm. that I'm just like, this would be cool in a movie. This would be cool mm-hmm. in a show. Or it just comes up and I'm talking to someone. It's like, oh, you know, we need to put this in. So, um, but yeah. And the pilots are just the pilots. And then I'm trying to pitch two things. And I just had a really cool thing yesterday right. that happened that I didn't expect about a show that I'm going to go pitch. Um, a new, you know, three shows to pitch. So whatever. But that's Sounds it. good. What's with all these damn ambulances? I don't know. There are trucks seconds. and cars. As <laughs> long you, as ain't no what fire. You did, as long as ain't no fire, we good. Because LA fires are not a joke. People yeah, can't drive here anyways, guys. So just know if you come to LA, no one can drive. But if Speaking there's rain that, or anything else, it is bad news. Is anybody else having allergy problems or is it just me? I am. There was something in the weather. Yeah, it's a little weird right now. I woke up last night. I kept having a dream that somebody was smothering. Ooh. Like just like dreams about somebody like like drowning or something. I mean, and then I'd wake up, and then I'd go to sleep, and I'd have another dream about somebody smothering. It was like weird shit. And then all of a sudden, I woke up, like, and me. I was full of asthma. It oh, was no. me. It's kind of like when you got to go to the bathroom. You right. keep trying to go to the bathroom in your dream. <laughs> and your body's like, wake up, Danny. Wake up. <laughs> get your ass wake up, up, man. Get up and take your medication. <laughs> yeah, get your steroids. Get your gone. stuff. Yeah, I I hadn't had allergies until I moved here, hmm. and I just started. Where are you from again? Are you from the back? I'm from the back. Where? Uh, Emeryville, Oakland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, Oaktown. Oaktown. Uh, yeah, uh, West Oakland, in fact. Uh, well, depending on where the post office <laughs> say I live. Sometimes right. they're like, it's Emeryville, and then sometimes it's West Oakland. Whatever. I can see McClyman's High School from my front porch, so okay. I say West Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm from the Bay. Uh, but I didn't have allergies. It, mm. it wasn't a thing. Like, I mean, like, my mom has allergies. I just mean, like, for me, I, right. I, I didn't. And then now <laughs> I take those, like, Aliverdi things mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. just because. I don't want that thing where you're in the middle of the car mm-hmm. or at lunch with somebody and you're doing the scratch your face thing. <laughs> your eyes just bloodshot. And they're like, are you okay? Are you on drugs? It's like, no, it's allergies, people. It's That's allergies. Hilarious. So, yeah. Well, you know, cause th- well, whatever. It could just be because the air down here doesn't, it doesn't get the same. <laughs> Up in the bay, you get the, you know, the air's... Well, coming. we got the water right yeah, there, the water too. Right it's coming there. The smog here yeah. is right. crazy. It, but see, this, this is crazy. I tell people this all the time. You think it's bad now? Go look at any photograph. Oh, I in the Seventies mm-hmm. in LA. It was so. It was ugly. But yeah, you know what? They ugly. had beautiful sunsets because of it. <laughs> the smog actually makes oh, really pretty funny. sunsets. Yeah. But you're right. It was. It I mean, was like, really bad. They had stuff that you know, like kids couldn't. There was days that kids weren't supposed to be outside and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, that. in the yeah. summer. In the summer, it would get hot. They'd be like, you know what? Yeah. It, they they didn't have snow day. They had smog days. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it usually yeah. happened during the summer when it was the hottest. Mm-hmm. I am not old enough for that, but I have read about it. So you know, you were there. You were a vampire. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm totally mm-hmm. a vampire. We don't crack. Come on now. <laughs> we do not. So y'all know how we do it on the rant room. If you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So today, like I said, we got my girl Bianca here on the show. Hello. So, you know, you've been on a couple different staffs. So I was like, maybe this is a good, I don't think we've done a full episode talking about, you know, staffing not outside outside of the um, the, the regular season. Right. You know what I mean? So have you, let's talk about, first let's tell the kids a little bit about you. Okay. 
That's um, enough. Um, uh, uh, work it out. <laughs> I'll be quiet. And then, and then let's figure out, you know, how to how to include that in there. <laughs> this sounds good. Um, so I'm originally from the Bay Area, like I said, mm-hmm. um, and I moved a lot. I did a lot of things, but I started as an actor, moved into playwriting, and then went to grad school. We can get into that a little bit more if we need to. Did you to. ever do anything in the Oakland Ensemble or the, any of those? I did not. So okay. I, yeah, when I was a kid, it was mostly just, I mean, my mother was like, you, you could do this as the carrot. Like it was the thing <laughs> to keep me focused in school. Right, and right, so right. if it was longer than a day, I was not allowed to do okay. it. But she would let me audition for things, which was like worse. So you would right. like get into something and then yeah. they're like, nope, not doing it. And you're like, <laughs> okay, lady, like you didn't play with my whole heart strings. Like I need you to stop. Um, and so like it was mostly print work, VO work, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, any commercial work, anything that could be like in and out in a day, maybe two days mm-hmm. if I was lucky. But theater, psh, no, she was oh. like, mm, not gonna happen. Um, she was <laughs> like, when you're in, when you when you go to college, you can do whatever the hell you want to. But for now, mm, I got five kids. Nope, yeah. sorry. Huh? Um, I'm, so, I'm the youngest of five. Interesting. Oh, Why are you trying okay. to copy my style? Now we got some more stuff to talk about, <laughs> but not. I'm, I'm getting you a question. I'm getting you a question. Um, and the, the original question was about staffing at weird mm-hmm. times. So my story is interesting because I came as a I, I I came here as a playwright. So mm-hmm. I wasn't. So I first time I was an actor. I was like y'all crazy. This like trying to weigh ninety pounds thing is not for me. Um, <laughs> just for the birds, like y'all tripping. You gotta uh, be camera ready, girl. <laughs> okay, that is. I don't know. You know what? No, that's like a five year old. Like you know, like I'm not a teenager. Like I was not twelve. I'm not meant to be ninety pounds. Um, I'm not large, but like come on now. Like you know when you're saying size four is like obese. I'm like I'm gonna need y'all to get y'all life right. So anyways, I was like, okay, we not about this life. Like we can go back to doing theater because theater, they don't, you know, it's like not the same thing. So anyways, but at a certain point I was like, okay, I need to get to writing because I have all these other stories. So anyways, I went to graduate school, mm-hmm. uh, wrote a Where'd script, you go? Ohio University. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was went. free. Really? In Athens? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Which one? Who went there? Chip. Oh, Chip went there? That's okay. funny for film. Mm-mm. No? For undergrad. For, oh, for undergrad. Yeah. So I didn't know what I was doing because I went to NYU mm-hmm. undergrad, which is like oh, going to school <laughs> in the middle of a city. Like I went from the Bay and then mm-hmm. I, you know, whatever. So I was used to that. And so I went to grad school there because it was free mm-hmm. uh, and they had a really amazing program, but it was also big F-R-E-E. And after paying NYU enough to owe them my kidneys, liver, fifth born child, <laughs> um, I was like, I need to do this grad school thing, but I yeah, they, cannot afford another $250,000. My brother had said that a lot about Ohio University. They don't. They they do give free like yeah. grad programs, particularly to black students. They it's only like, had well, they only had three. So our program only took three people a year for the grad program, and mm-hmm. so they paid. I mean, it was free, and I do free in air quotes um, <laughs> because you are a slave. Um, we teach classes, we do other stuff. I, I had a hundred kids in one class. You had one, you had to teach. Yeah, you had to teach oh, like full on college level courses. Hmm. And, um, yeah, like, I had one class that was, like, four hours with 100 kids. And I was like, wow. okay, people, y'all y'all not doing this to even, like, regular professors? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's the deal? So we, we got free, in air quotes, um, and we had to teach. But, I mean, I enjoyed teaching. I just don't enjoy teaching for grades because that's a whole other thing. You mm-hmm. got people's mama calling you. And I'm like, I, you gotta, if you call me for your kid's two-page paper, I'm going to need you to get off my phone. <laughs> um, so I quickly realized me and teaching were probably, you know, not compatible for right. grades. Um, 
But while I was there, I had a professor who was like, you should think about this TV thing. And I was like, what should I think about this TV thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, you should you know, think about writing a script. So longer story short, ter, um, I wrote a pilot while I was in graduate school and applied to the Warner Brothers program mm-hmm. and got in. And came to LA First time. for that. Yeah, I did. People hate me, and I feel bad. Not really. <laughs> um, but it was such an awkward thing, because I think I didn't... I am a person who believes sometimes it is good to not know. Ignorance mm-hmm. is definitely bliss. Because I didn't... I had no expectations, right? It was my... I don't know, third year or second to last year, and I applied to over 400 things. Wow. Uh, I was just applying to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Anything I ever wanted, anything I thought it would be cool to do, I did. Can so, I, I just have to interrupt you with one little thing. Keep your thought. Is most people I know who got in the first or even the second time to any of the big programs at all, it's not always a script. Mm. That's why they ask you for that, that letter, you know, yeah. or that, you know, why do you want to be yes. in here and like all yes. that shit like that. They want to know your story. Sometimes right. your story is what gets you in there. Very you know true. What I mean? But go ahead. Although I got in off the slush pile, so I, I mean, like, so that I mean, and that is like, you got to be at the top ten percent. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know any of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just applied. I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they gonna take me, and they're not gonna take me. In fact, I thought they weren't because I wrote. Pro- I probably did again. Ignorance is bliss. I did all the things. Now I know people are like they tell people never to do. Mm-hmm. I wrote the most political. <laughs> Spectrum ever possible. Like, literally, was talking about like gang rape, mm-hmm. gun violence, <laughs> like gun control, and what year are we talking about? What year? Mm, it was four years ago. Okay. So, and I did a newsroom <laughs> spec. So I also did Aaron Sorkin, which again, Mm -hmm. I didn't know you weren't supposed to do. (laughs) Whatever. I I was like, playwright, walk and talk, like political, my kind of dude. Dialogue, duh. Dialogue, we we, we good. Cable, we good. Exactly. So I applied, I got in, um, which I didn't think was possible, but whatevs. Um, So I got in, I came to LA, I got in two weeks before, Hmm. and I just had to move to LA. I didn't live here, I wasn't here. I slept on folks' couches, didn't have a car. Um, she said, folks' is couches. Yes. Way. Just so you know. Lots of folks. I was like. <laughs> There's a college graduate, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> folks' is couches. Yes. You know what? We're going to take it back. We're we going to take the earrings off. I'm from West Oakland, y'all. Get over it. Um, I thought folks' was like a Southern. <laughs> it, it is, actually. So my mother's family is also Southern. So both, both of those do apply. But anywho, um, I got in, came here. All that was wonderful and gravy. But I also had two theater fellowships at the same time. <laughs> So that was fun. Um, But it also meant that I had to be in Nashville in May Hmm. because we were putting my play up, right? So I had to cast, I had to rewrite, I had to do all this stuff. So during, if people don't know, during staffing season, (laughs) I was out. Like, like, literally, it was like the end of April to the end of May. I needed to be gone and I needed to be in Nashville. And they were like, "Uh, girl, you don't have no (laughs) clue what you... Like, that's not the time to leave. They're like, can you get out of it? And I was like, "Mm, no. Uh, and so I missed it's my, my first play. staff That's important. season. That's important. Okay. Like literally, there was just no like, I, yeah. So I my first time was off season, um, cool. and because I didn't know what I didn't know, I didn't know that this was such a big deal or like mm-hmm. could have been career ruining. Some people thought like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it didn't bother me. I didn't actually think twice about it. Well, it, it, for you, it's coming straight off of the Warner, so they were trying to use that as momentum to get you on a show. Right, and I didn't right. have an agent. Right. I didn't have no manager. Like, right. it was so like, once, once, the, once the program's over, what are you going to do? Right, and, right. and, and let me, let me go ahead. see, I always find it interesting is that people, you know, there's such a uh, it's affecting your career in a way, but I'm just kind of like 
there's so many opportunities in television. It's insane. I mean, I just think that people don't necessarily know that there's if five doors close on you, right? Two more are gonna open. It's right. just it's the way the industry is. If mm-hmm. you, if you can get in <coughs> to the Warner Brothers program or get into any of those programs, because like you said, it's not about the script, hundred percent. And and people they think that it is a lot. And then it's your story. I mean, it's a big it's chunk a, no, of it. It's, it's, no, I said because you have it's, to turn it's, in two of it's those. It's a lot. Right. You got to turn in. I'm not saying you don't, but it's it's a lot. But the thing about that program, a lot of them is it it, te- it schools you on that thing about there's more to you than just a script. Right. That because if you're weird and the, sitting in the corner, the, they're not going to pick you. They're hiring. Right. They're never going to hire you. <laughs> I, I, I don't care if you're fucking Robert Town. Right. You know. So. But that's where I think a lot of people kind of the, the, we'll get into this thing a little bit about what happens once you miss your sta- you off the staff job, but it's like you people you line about the ignorance is bliss is interesting because people think there's a given path there is no and there's path. no given path no no so therefore path. you know there's the you know. Always bet on black path in terms of you know like it's 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 better to bet on the black on the roulette wheel right. you know kind of thing as opposed to betting on a number yeah you know it's a well worn path but like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so do that path. and yeah. and nobody gets there the exact same even no. you could take two different assistants who came up the assistant route and they, they got it. staffed differently one was an assistant longer one got a script went back to be an assistant what you know what I mean so there's so many different things but go ahead let's finish yeah but I mean what's <clears> interesting <throat> is I think for me why people were freaked out not me but other people were freaked out for me um was i didn't know anybody right so i'm also coming here from a completely different thing like i had a couple friends who were here who left nyu and came here but like i'm on my mind in this business my daddy you know what i mean like i don't have i didn't have the same connections and i didn't have an agent i didn't have a manager and i didn't even really quite know exactly which direction i should go but what's amazing to me about the warner program yeah well tell tell the kids a little bit about who don't know anything about um I, I love them um, so much and, and for a lot of different reasons. And like what I love is that they kind of treat you like a farm team, right? Like they kick the shit out of you while you're mm-hmm. in the program. And it's kind of like boot camp, or at least I felt that way. And as long as you're not a jerk, as long as you're not, you know what I mean? Like if they, if they think that you have talent, mm-hmm. they keep you around. It's right. not, it's not one of those programs. Like I have friends who've been in other ones who I won't name names, but were like, yeah, you know, they got a new shining class and I was out, right? Like if you, if you miss your window, mm-hmm. like, they're not pushing for you. And what I love about Warner is that like every year somebody's calling me being like, hey, do you have new scripts and samples we need to put on your file? Do you have a new resume? Like what we'll show you. I mean, like people are checking in with you mm-hmm. and they really are. I mean, like for me, I feel like they were checking for me, right? They weren't like, thanks for participating. Right. Bye. Here's your check. Uh, and as soon star. as you get something, they're like, oh, she came from us. Right. It, it's <laughs> right. like they're very much like <clears throat> we are creating a farm team. We are creating a group of people that we can come back to again and again mm-hmm. to work with. And, and and for me, that was really, really helpful in part because I didn't have those connections. Um, and what's been amazing is like if I'm all on the lot, I'm like, yo, I'm going to come by and say hi. And I do just because I'm like, hey, like, what's up with y'all? Like, mm-hmm. not just like, hey, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I think it's really cool that I can just walk in their office and find right. out about them. They got kids. They got family. You know, you want to know. So to me, they've helped. They were really helpful in keeping me working. And I got really lucky that I also sold a pilot to them. So mm-hmm. when I wasn't staffed, I got to write my first pilot for Warner Brothers. 
So that gave me a little bit of money. <laughs> how did, how did that come broke. about? Did you did you um, write a pilot? Did you did they pitch something to you? What did, what, so what was that? another thing about the Warner program is they don't pay you while you're in the program. Right. If you make it to the end and don't get kicked out, because that is the thing that can happen. Um, you, I mean, hey, it didn't happen my year, but we were all worried. Um, because we know it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because I couldn't staff, they were like, okay, let's have a conversation. Like, you know, it was like a, it was a longer conversation, but mm-hmm. ultimately it was like, this is what we would like to do for you, with you. Can Let's do an original pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just pitched. So them. are you just writing specs while you're in the, in the thing? Or? So you write one spec while okay. you're in the program and then you write one original okay. and the original is what they usually use for your staffing. Mm-hmm. And so, but this was separate from that. This was like, well, we'll actually pay you mm. to write a um, original. And that was the Black Wall Street okay. uh, script. And so over the summer, it was great because I was broke. Um, to be able to write that and get a little bit of money mm-hmm. um, from that, but I didn't have an agent. I have a manager, so I like I knew a lot about the guild for that reason because somebody very nicely and wisely was like, "You should not just sign the first thing that comes out to you. Like you need to negotiate this." And I was like, "I don't want to negotiate this." And they're like, "Well, you know, you might call the WJ. Not they can't help you negotiate, but they can at least explain to yep. you what this says, mm-hmm. <laughs> and at least know what you're signing." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that was really helpful to me. So anyways. Oh, yeah, because otherwise then you're like, a, you know, like a, a musician back in the well, day. You because, sign a contract, it just fucks you. Right, and their right. job is to, to say we want everything. everything. Yeah. And, but and your the, job is to come back and go, like, you can have that and that. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of that right. in that contract, right. you know, like not realizing until talking to them things like reversion rights and right. making sure they are specifically spelled out in mm-hmm. the script when those rights revert back to you. Or the fact that people are like, oh, you have to sign the separated rights. And it's like, mm, y'all got to pay me over scale. Y'all got to pay me at least 30 grand over scale to mm-hmm. get these separated rights. No, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, so I negotiated my first contract and that gave me a little bit of money to like have some wiggle room but I wasn't staffed right and I'm in a town where everybody's like oh you're not staffed like you're a pariah like everybody I mean the interesting thing about not staffing during regular staffing season isn't as much not being on but you're also developing a pilot for you're developing network true but there are people in this town who are like oh you know who still roll their eyes on things like that particularly but most people developing are not getting paid yet Very true. Um, And so it was such a weird, it it felt like a weird situation because because I didn't know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about it. But it felt like everybody in my life who had been here for a really long time were really worried and freaking out, being like, you got to find a manager, you got to find an agent like yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you got to find a job like yesterday. And I was like, can we calm down? Because last year I was in grad school broke. So I'm being paid to write and like, I'm good. Like, Mm -hmm. calm down. So I found an agent, found a manager, well, I found a manager first. but I did staff all season, which was really weird um, because we were interviewing people, doing the, the couch surfing, the, mm-hmm. the general meetings right. um, to get to know people. You were doing the tour. Right? I was doing the tour, which I actually enjoy. I know you guys, some people hate the tour. I love the tour. I don't mind the tour. Um, and it's like, I, I, I mean. I'm back on tour right now. so <laughs> well, true. But I used to be an actor. Been in a whole nother um, way. And, and, and yeah. you know those auditions. Yeah. Like you were in there for two minutes. You don't get mm-hmm. to talk to nobody. They maybe say something snarky. Like you in and mm-hmm. you out. Like you don't, people don't get to know you. And what I love about the couch tour is like you actually spend 30, 40, 52 hours mm-hmm. with people and like 
they can remember you. Mm-hmm. Like some people, they don't. I was like a black girl with purple braids. They gonna remember me. <laughs> people, you know what? It's interesting. <laughs> that's, people, what, that's what happened to me, girl. You know what? People. That's, a, that's I think it's people kind of they do underestimate all of that stuff. I remember. I remember there's a script my brother and I wrote, um, and then like ten years later, a friend of mine was pitching me to another company. And it was a script that we wrote like 10, ten years before. Sky, he had a deal at New Line. He read it. He really liked it. Um, and we tried to get two jobs with them, but then, you know, executive shuffle. But then like 10 years later, another <laughs> friend of mine was pitching uh, us to write something mm-hmm. at, a, at, at another company. And the guy was like, is this the same Derek Brothers who did this script at <laughs> and she wanted to know right. She called me up And she said Hey do you, do you remember Meeting this guy And I was like Yeah <laughs> We met him here Here and here Because again I know faces And stuff like that And uh, she was like He remembered you he, And he remembered your script mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like If it's a good script You don't forget you They know? don't They don't, don't, they don't forget Because so they read so it. much garbage Right They don't know You don't know How much garbage People read And they had to read it And then yeah. you know Some things just stay with you Because I make a point To read every script That comes out During mm-hmm. pilot season right. Like every year That I've been here I'm like I want to read them all Let's see And like you, you do You remember The ones you don't Remember it bad uh, they aren't, No No actually Sometimes you remember The bad ones But for all the worst reasons It's right. the ones in the middle That you forget And like that was A good lesson too It's like you don't Want to be forgettable mm-hmm. Like you could actually Have a really good script But if it's forgettable mm-hmm. You're not They're not And the same with interviews So I did that I was doing those Like general meeting things And like you know Showing my face People to know who I was Um and this short room thing came around, hmm. um, Tell the kids what that which is. Um, <clears throat> is interesting, and I I fully enjoyed it. And so a short room is basically they're trying to decide if they're going to do the show. And so somebody has pitched a pilot, mm-hmm. and in this case, he pitched a pilot and a book at the same time. And so they're like, okay, let's let's develop it. Let's let's pitch. It. Let's sit around. We did the we broke the whole first season, so we broke thirteen episodes, mm-hmm. and then we wrote the first four, I believe. We did all the documents for all the episodes, mm-hmm. um, but then I think we only wrote the first four, and that's how they make their decision. Now, now the short room. How long do they last? Um, they could, they, they could be different weeks. They were like six to eight weeks okay. uh, sometimes, um, or ten weeks. Mine was technically eight, but we were still working afterwards, <laughs> which I did not know at the time was like mm-hmm. not a thing you're supposed to do. Um, not Where's much. My money. That's how they get. Uh, but I was a staff writer, so I wasn't going right. to get paid for it afterwards, anyways. Um, but it was, I mean, it was also really educational for me, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to know. So it wasn't like you got to pay me to do this. I really was like, this is my first mm-hmm. ever. TV job and y'all giving me all kind of access. I, what you need? Mm-hmm. You, you need me to research something else? Right. Don't write. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I I'm sitting at a table with people mm-hmm. who know way more than me. So it was really exciting to actually take those extra couple weeks afterwards. But we're you know sitting in a room. There was four four writers. Wow. And a writing assistant. So there were five people. You cannot not have a voice in a room with four people in it. No. And I was also the only woman. The only woman. I was I was so many extra the only boxes. Person the color I was the only person of color. Wow. I was the only person under the age of I won't say forty. Uh, but like you know what I mean? And so it's like, but the show was about four women. Mm-hmm. And so many times mm-hmm. I'd be like, the vagina says no. <laughs> it says no. Hey. Just no. Mm-mm. No, but mm-mm. Um, and so it was really exciting because I got to do so many things and I didn't realize how much stuff until mm-hmm. I got to my next job and realized, 
oh, this is, that was unusual. Right. Um, so like, you know, up at the board, pitching, mm-hmm. having a whole episode, you know what I mean? Like you got to do, I got to do a lot of stuff and really get dirty. Um, and my first show, which was really exciting, um, it did not go. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was interesting. Another thing you do. The majority stuff of them don't go. That you don't really, you don't realize is a thing. We're mm-hmm. like, why are you having us write all this? Script? Well, you've been in a lot of money to like not make this thing. Yeah. Well, um, see, they, see, I, I, I agree with you, and it's frustrating. It's you know, it's more frustrating in like movies and stuff because you probably spend a little more time, and it's one person doing it all. Um, but you know, it's, it's the thing I tell people all the time. You, the, 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 the mindset you have to have when you're writing is I'm not writing for me. I'm not writing a good story. I'm not writing to impress the executives. I'm writing to trigger a $90 million spend. <laughs> You got to think big. I mean, I mean, I mean, so so it's not just good. It's got to be. It's got to be so fucking good that that, that, that they'll say ninety million dollar check right now. Yeah. Boom. But I, I think there's also more to it than that. I mean, like, yes, that is part of it. But sometimes there's other. I mean, like, it's literally like hitting the lottery because it could be that damn good. But there's something else that has a star attached, yep. or it's actually attached to the wrong place. Or I mean, like, this was a horror show. Like somebody uh. got their head in a bear trap in the first minute and I was oh, like man. and for the place that it was <clears throat> I was like oh this ain't good like, I mean, right. like you know what I mean like well for, there is for, that for, that's for, a big problem yeah, for the place that it was I was yeah. like oh no they're asking about like face cream like right. This ain't gonna work, right. right? You know, we're we're killing folk. It's, mm. It was down, dirty, and gory. And I was like, if it had been cable, cable, I think it would have gone because right. I do think the show is really great and amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna make it into a movie. <laughs> it's already a book. It was great. There's he 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 wasn't. It wasn't a problem. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't the right fit at the right place. Yeah, there, there is that thing that happens that I think is always interesting about television is that executives and people buy shows because they like the show. And they like or there's they like the idea. There's, a, there's an element of it. They like the mm-hmm. idea, and then they turn around and they've done all this stuff. But ultimately, it's like that's not the show for our brand. I've seen so many shows. And I'm like, yeah. fuck! If this was on this network, it would have been still right. going. Or fuck! If this was, you know, or or, or you, you wouldn't know, have had as much pushback. If they did it here, you would have done this. But it's mm-hmm. like you know, th- th- that's the thing about television that I all that. It just confounds me so much is that you've seen so I remember there was a show oh fuck um, Kyle Killen did this show about this guy who who's he was in a car accident it's like five years ago six years ago I can't remember if it was car right now and he woke up and he was in between times to, yeah, to, yeah yes, between worlds I know that one because it was a British show and then they made an American version yeah, right yeah, uh, I'm not sure if it was a British show because there was like three of them that all came out it was like well, it, it, secession well, years but yeah, that one a, I do remember but the British show was Life on Mars but it was that oh, one okay. but it was the one it was like so like he, he, there was one world where his his, his the, family's his, alive well his his son is dead and there's one where his wife is dead oh and, and he, oh that's a different and, one and he'd fall asleep and he'd be, he'd be in one world fall asleep in the other world so he wasn't really getting any sleep and it was on NBC oh right and I was like hmm. they ain't gonna do this show they shouldn't have been doing this show this, I mean I mean, they should have pushed it to USA at least push it over there or something like that but sometimes a show will surprise you like Hannibal yeah, on being on network was yeah. like, wh- like yeah. I, was, I was obsessed. That's with that true, show. but at the same a- time, there's, I, there's IP behind that, which gives them sure, like a little bit of push like, on that. There is IP behind yeah. it. No, I mean they're true, but I'm just saying like Hannibal f- was like 
dark, dark, dark and great. Ten o'clock like, show. That, that was mm-hmm. not that was show. not a network. Like I thought that show was should have been cable, like cable, cable, cable. It should have been cable. Um, but I think the the thing I loved about Hannibal as as a as a NBC show is you know like. NBC still likes to gamble on what they're going to put on. They have amazing you know? things. So I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. that. I just mean in general. As a as if you had looked at that show, you would have never said that was going to be on network no, right. no. ever. No. Ever. Right? Know. Like it was like, oh, this is like HBO. Mm-hmm. Like this is like cable, cable. Right? But it didn't. So I mean, I, I see it on both sides. That like sometimes they they want that gamble. They want to be like, oh, we're going to do that Hannibal. Right, and then they're like, "Yeah, but we really don't." We, we, want yeah, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm, no, but but the thing is, I'm, the thing is, is that probably every year there's a show on Fox, ABC, NBC, because CBS probably probably would never do anything that you never you know. know. I said probably. Now. I'm saying probably, but so but there's there's there's, there's always a show that gets that, yeah. that they do uh, they'll mm-hmm. do a pilot on. Yeah, they always you know it's just when they get on the air and then they're really fucking good and they're like oh you know we can't keep this Aww. we just can't keep. But this now going. there's homes for stuff you know yeah. like things moved from one to Netflix oh and to God, Amazon and to Hulu yes. I mean like Mindy oh, the Mindy Project love that one too um, like and, and when it finally moved somewhere else and it lived for a little while longer and it's like there's so many options now that are, are really exciting and that's why I think the off season. Because I'm there again right now, mm-hmm. like getting trying to get on a show off season, which is weird. Um, mm-hmm. That there's all there's always room. Right? Oh, totally. There's so totally. much TV now. There's so many different types of things. There there are no hard and fast rules. There never were, but even now it's like. And wasn't it like even like fall season? Wasn't mm-hmm. that created because of like car companies or something? Like it's like everything is so arbitrary right. and well, weird. Well, and yeah, like so, about, yeah, you know, so, so, yeah. So the thing about the a fall, lot of these models, the, are the fall season is is that they're introducing. The next, so now it's fall of 2018. Mm-hmm. The car companies are putting out the 2019 cars, mm-hmm. and they're they're advertising them now. Like that's the big advertising push. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I mean, there's a lot of things that are crazy. It's like the whole thing with like what they don't like. The content is always a little tricky in terms of like its maturity level, even at like a 10 o'clock show right. because of the central time zone. Which is some arbitrary shit too, you know. I mean, and those shows like, uh, I mean, the shows that broke that were um, <laughs> was the show that Sip Sipowitz uh, NYP- no, NYPD Blue. Blue. Oh, right. It was one of those shows that said, "Let's put some nudity on at ten o'clock," right. you know, and damn the Central Time Zone. Mm-hmm. But the Central Time Zone we know was like the evangelicals and mm-hmm. the South a lot of it, and those people. You know they have the problems with like with yeah, let's with, let's see a guy's ass for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will not hear any complaints from me. I'd be like, how is it? Okay, whatever. We're not gonna go down the nudity clause thing because I'd be like, okay, y'all see, showing all of women everything. I don't think and you see much you see a guy's half a nipple and they're like, oh my god, oh my god, too uh, much, too much, and you're like, we're not gonna be seeing no more nudity about shit now. Uh, well, you know they try, <clears throat> um, but like again, so back to the the off season thing. Um, so I did that. It ended in December, mm-hmm. and then so that was a mid-season show. It was supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't go. So mm-hmm. we were doing that in the fall, like I think it was like October, November, December. Okay. Yeah, we just finished our our show on Wednesday. Well, at least my my part of the room. Yeah. Now they're just producing producing so, yeah. episodes, mm-hmm. and so that one was interesting, right? And mm-hmm. so then after that, um, it was more interviewing, right? right? And so oh man, there were like several jobs I nearly got that I was just like, oh come on, mm-hmm. um, and it's a little bit harder. I don't know if you find this, but I found. I mean, like I'm 
still finding this, that like when you're on the bottom though, when you're like a staff writer or a low level writer, it's actually harder to get into some of these rooms because mm-hmm. they're smaller, right? And so they right. need more heavy lifting at the top or that's what they want anyways. Um, so I, I would get to the last round of all these shows and get to the last round and then they were like, no, we needed somebody who was producer level and you're like, damn it. Yeah, see, now this goes back to your comment before because I think that, <clears throat> you know, in the small room, they need you to be able to have that onset experience. They need you to be able to like, do all that other stuff. They're not, not just right. Also push story you quickly. Know, yeah. You know, in a four person room, there was no me sitting in the corner right. being like, can I say this? It, and as the only woman or person of color, right. I'd have to be like, yeah, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, you had to be very aggressive right. and not like mean. And, and you probably had the good hand. Assertive. Right. You had to be up Assertive. I was doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> right. um, that's, that show is a whole other. I, I just but, want to yeah. say something. I want to say something. So, I'm just somebody who analyzes a lot of things. So, don't take this personally. I'm just going, hmm, if this was me, this is what I would be thinking. So, just hear me out. Maybe there's a slight adjustment on how you go into these meetings. And here's what I mean. Because now you've been to the set and you've produced, maybe you need to come at it from that angle. Oh, no, for now, now, yes. Just hear me as maybe... Now you're seeing that, that you're losing the jobs to other higher level producers. Produce is, is, is use the fact that I have so much experience producing as your way in as opposed to here I'm not I am just a staff writer. Not, oh, no, no, no. Now, I, mean? I feel so, like now so, it's a very different so situation. So what, what, you're pitching, what you're pitching yourself, like this is what I did when I went in for right. my thing. I pitch how much stuff I produce, you get me for cheaper. Yeah. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. I use that as my push to help me get into the and it's, and it. That that usually helps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Now that's that's definitely my play. I right. was just saying then, mm-hmm. particularly when I had only had one job, okay, I yeah. came out of playwriting and I came out of a program and mm-hmm. I'm black. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, oh, you're diversity high. You know what I mean? Well, so see, that, was, that whole, there was an extra thing okay. at the very beginning. Um, now... Yes, but I, I spent this summer developing, so mm-hmm. I wasn't as worried, mm-hmm. and I got to say no to some things that yeah. I was like, nah, I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so see- now it's a bit of a choice okay. differently than just being like, oh, where I was like, I'm not repeating Staff Writer again. Right. I, I can't. Like, right. I did four times. Like, I'm done. Like, time to, time to move on right. and move up. So that's sort of how it's playing now, whereas the beginning, though, that wasn't an option, right? Yeah, the beginning was like, I need a job, mm-hmm. I need health insurance, right. but I need to pay NYU back. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't pay know. NYU back. Um, NYU has been paid. Selling me <laughs> is off my phone. That was number one. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing that I'm interesting if you tell people this, because because you've had produced plays, mm-hmm. how do you push people, like, like incorporate that and telling them about, like, look, I might not have been on a film set, but I understand how to like work with the 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 diverse personalities and get something up going because the thing that I That's always exactly find as the uh, one of the hardest aspects of directing is not actually is is not the actual directing it's dealing with the personalities right. of everybody on set mm-hmm. and everyone's looking at you to be like you get to the tone you know what, and just go from there. And I just kind of realized that it's like that's what a lot of writers don't don't want to do and have no experience doing. Yeah. But that's what makes you valuable because you know, like it's like you said, some bad like it's some bad like is happening all the time. And it's like as a filmmaker, you say to yourself, you go into the to, to the day, I have my shot list, 
I have my my A shot list mm-hmm. your, and my B, B shot list and, and, I get, shot. and I got yeah you gotta have all that shit planned in a you way you gotta have your wish list if I have time if I have time because <laughs> the one thing that people don't there's lots of people I, people talk online about stuff about movies and they go why did they do this blah 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 I was like motherfucker because they probably didn't have it with time no time they probably didn't have time or something happened and an actor would come fell. out you know something got hurt or mm-hmm. like I mean losing remember, light losing <laughs> light somebody like, lost a prop you know yeah. <laughs> something broke that they didn't expect to break and you're mm-hmm. like oh shit we can't replace this there's just so many things that happen that you're kind of like we have to force this because we can't get back to this location ever right. again. So we got to get this thing done. Make it work. What's the what, like? Like, what's the improv to make it work? And yeah. that is something that I think that I mean, it's this. It's the, I mean, like that's a serious fire. Yeah. That that every production goes through. It's not every day. Mm-hmm. Well, no, something fucked up happens every day. <laughs> but it's just a degree of like how much that pushes you off your right. game. You right. know, I mean, there's the the favorite quote of mine. I tell people all the time. Directors who talk to me about stuff is the Francois Truffaut said, if you get 75% of what you plan, Ooh. then you're good. That's Amen. good. Yeah, I, I, that's how I sold myself at the beginning. Like the very beginning when I didn't have TV experience, I'm doing mm-hmm. air quotes, it was like, yo, but I've, I've done theater. I, I've done all kinds of things on nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Where you got a, a pot of three day old coffee and some stale donuts and you got to get people to work right. and you got to keep people moving. And also because I've been an actor, I feel like I know how to work with actors and like Agreed. the stuff that actors hate. Don't nobody like ADR, Agreed. right? So you know if an actor just is like, I don't want to say this, I don't, I'm like, okay, let, let, let's just break this down real quick. You could say this version of the line that's already there, that's already proved. Be just do it, do it at all the levels, and then do your way, right? If if your way is better, they will pick your way, right? But if you don't, you end up in ADR. Do you want to be in ADR? Nobody likes ADR. Let's just do it. Let's not be difficult. Let's just just get it done. And you know, so there's stuff that like I feel like from the theater. I'm also used to working with directors. I'm used to working with lighting designers. I'm used to working with costume designers. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to having to collaborate. And so at the very beginning, that's how I always pitched it. I was like, look, I y'all got more money. Y'all got more stuff. Y'all got more toys. Y'all got some things that like I don't quite understand. But I understand people. I know that like I don't. I you can disagree without being difficult. I can disagree about be, without being disagreeable. So like I. I try to go to on sets and be a collaborator. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning, that's how I totally saw myself. I was like, yo, like there's a million things for me to learn, right? That, that, that yeah, just well, is. Well, yeah, because I, 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 I think that the, 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 what happens, there's a lot of reasons why they, like, on films, they don't like to have writers come on set a lot of times. And the, and, and the same thing with younger writers probably on television is, is that you're not used to seeing how things have to morph because of the the realities of production, you know. I mean, I mean, you can sit there, you can sit there and, and read every pilot that you love, and then read it, and then go watch the show, right. and, it, and and then oh, they made changes. But say to yourself, why do wow. you think they made those changes? Yes. You know, what was that? And you mm-hmm. and you might be like, oh, because you know what they did the walk talk thing, and the mm-hmm. walk talk thing because they're coming down the stairs and blah 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 because they want to keep this, this visually interesting. Then they need the momentum. We get, you know, for, for whatever it is, there's something that they did that they felt was going to work better mm-hmm. than just words on the page. And right. writers who don't have that experience to know that we got to change because the words on the page are cool mm-hmm. at the table read. Right. But they're not cool once there's like a th- ten people and four cameras rolling in. We, right. How we get this to work? Um, and, and 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 I think that sometimes the writers uh, 
don't respond to that well, and maybe and maybe it's just in their body language, right? And then everyone's like, what the, but you're sitting there like, you know mm-hmm. what? And we have to respect you because you wrote the episode, right. you know. Well, that's so that's a whole other. I mean, but okay, yeah, that's a whole. Yeah, other that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, I mean, I agree, <clears throat> and I think there's also just stuff where you're like, uh, that actor's not going to be able to get to that place and you just right. have to let yeah, that go there's that we got, you got and, 20 and, minutes you know what I mean like that that's just not it's not gonna get to that place right. and being willing to do that and some people get really angry and they're like you, Bianca you're supposed to like go and I'm like I can say something I've said it three or four times you can try and you can try and you can push and you can push right. but like my whole thing sometimes is like particularly from the theater because it's live you know theater is like if that actor is not getting you just you keep moving right, right. especially as an actor you're just yeah. like you, just you give him that note after you <laughs> give him the note after you yeah. try and you try and at a certain point you're like this is what I got mm-hmm. um, which sometimes gets me in trouble but like you know whatever um, but I, I, I think for me being I love being on set like that's another thing that I think is 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 coming from the theater like I I love the room because that means I'm not crying on my computer by myself. Mm-hmm. But what I really love is the set because that's where the meat gets made, right? right? And then also in editing, right? You get to see, because in theater, you don't get to edit, right? Like if an actor fucks up a line, they fuck up a line, right? But in editing, you're like, oh, that actor couldn't do this, but I'm watching, when I'm watching the monitor, I'm like, oh, she got that part of the line here and that part of the line there. We cut to him, we cut to him, we cut back. Like it, it, you can make it work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In the, editing, the, the sculpting, in a way yeah, the sculpting that you of can't it do is, in theater. Is, and, that, um, and that's the thing, too, that also, um, I mean, that is the beauty of the editing room is that you can change the performance so many different ways. Yeah. And, and, and that's only if you like gave them the freedom on the set, try it your way, try it this way, try it that way, right. try it this way. And not, you know, and not be and like it has to be. It has to be this, you know, mm-hmm. because there's cause unless it does have to be that, then I'm like, okay, yeah. well, just, but that's just what the tone meeting's me. for. The <laughs> right. tone meeting, yeah, but with the director, sometimes. Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed. That's to be. when you have to pull them aside and you have to let them know what's yeah. what, and you have to be really nice about it. Of but, course, you know, where you're like, okay, the actor is not understanding this line, and you're like, oh, you didn't understand that line either. So here's what the line really means, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can get it there, and sometimes you right. can't, and then you know, again, you 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 fight the battles you can fight and win the ones you can. Um, like I said, we could talk about the, we the, talk about the that, set that's all, the, all day. But what I exactly. what I think is interesting, and yes, that's, that's usually how I sell myself. And now it's Good. like I've been to set a few times. Awesome. I produced a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Like y'all get me a cheap. Come on now, hire a girl. Yes. Um, but I'm actually developing my own show. So you know, hey. I, so I what type like, of things do you like you know, now? What do we? Do you, I mean, I'm started looking at your Black Wall Street. Um, she wrote a Black Wall Street. I know. series. Yeah, it's a TV show, which was. Uh, you know um, what is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> That's good, just a, a crazy, story, crazy story that I. It's just. It's so weird to me. It's like, I. I say this because it's like, I really like your script a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron I, has one too, right? Ron has one. Right. Did you know Ron had you know, one? I didn't. I love to go read Ron. There's, I haven't seen it. There was the one that Oprah was going to do. Well, yeah. There's um, one at Hulu now. Well, they never wrote that they one. Never wrote, yeah, no, no. But I'm just. It's, I'm, I'm just right. like. There's some people who want to do that story. I really. Right. Yeah. I don't know why it's not been done. There's. Um, there's a reason why it hasn't been done. Actually, I, know, I, I like, do we, know. We know. I'll tell you guys reason. offline. Yeah, I, I will tell you offline. I, I have some information yes. too. Um, but I mean, for me, what was interesting about that story is is that it happened, but also mm-hmm. that it was possible for these people to create this right. community, which is what I wanted to focus on as a show. But I was originally looking at it as novels, not as a TV show, and mm-hmm. then pitched it to Warner, and they're like, we should make it a show. And then it never is going to get made, so it's probably going to be novels again. Um, but I said that to say, oh, right, what, what do I like? I I have a really wide um, 
array of things I like. And what I love about TV is that you can do them, mm-hmm. right? Like the thing about theater was like I did military plays mm-hmm. and historical dramas. Like okay. that is what I could like, you know, those are my lanes, right. right? Whereas in TV, I'm like, but I love so many other things. Um, mm-hmm. I am a drama girl through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made sure uh, as I was building out my portfolio, because I came here with no portfolio at all, mm-hmm. um, was to make sure any subgenre that I was interested in, I made sure now I have a sample for it, right? Yeah. So I really love sci-fi and fantasy mm-hmm. and all genre, like period pieces, genre all committees of that. Tonight, by the way. I know. I think I'm supposed to go to that. Um all genre, mm-hmm. right? I love all of that stuff. Um, but I also like family dramas and mm-hmm. I like political dramas and mm-hmm. I like, you know, so the things I like and watch are varied or, or just very, very wide. Right. Um, I love dramedy. So I made sure, you know, that like when I'm watching TV, I try to watch a lot of things. Um, the thing that no one tells you or you guys tell everybody all the time, but like mm-hmm. no one told me was that when you get into TV, you don't have time to watch TV. Um, <laughs> especially when you're on the show. Well, especially like- when you're show like you're you just don't have time to watch tv and there's so many things i have a list i have a list that just keep adding things and i keep trying to get through them and i keep trying to get to them um but it's exciting because there's so many different types of things to Mm -hmm. do now right like i just wrote a dramedy script because Mm. i was like you know what i really like dark dramas but like i like them to be funny too so i tried that and then you know i just wrote a Script about Billie Holiday because I'm obsessed with her. Um, Yes, I know. I saw (laughs) that picture. Um, You know, it's like right now I'm just writing all of the things that I'm writing my passion projects. And that's the key. See, that's that's, and you 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 listen to the show. You've heard me and Chris say this a million times. The scripts that get you there are the ones people tell you not to write. Yeah, it always does, and it's because it becomes a passion project. The other thing I'll reiterate, which I've said a million times, when you're not staffed or when you're trying to get staffed is when you should be writing those passionate projects that you love. You should be writing things that are like, you know what, I really love um, horror movies. But when I write TV, I'm more drawn to, you know, skins or whatever the fuck show it is you like, right? And, and so I'm like, well, go ahead and write that while you're not, while you're not working so you have that portfolio. Yeah. Like, for instance, I turned in a few weeks ago about 14 scripts to my agent. Because he's like, just give me whatever your best, whatever. And I said, you know, I've been writing for a long time. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff. And I said, but I have about 10 or 14 that I love the most. So I did. And he, every single one is a different genre. He was like, you were so like out there with, yeah. with, with your experience and the things that you love. And I was like, I've been at this a long time. Some people see it as a good thing and some people see it as a bad I don't thing. Give a fuck. And, and that's it's, it's worked for me. Exactly. And it's kept care. me working. It's kept yeah. me doing, you know, assignments or whatever. Well, so, you see, see, to me, this see, you know, I used to get into this a lot with my agents, you know, at the time about like staying within like a lane of something. And I hated that because I was kind of like, if I'm going to write a science fiction script right now, that I'm going to put everything that I've been wanting to do about it. Not everything, right. but it's like there's so much that I'm like I'm funneling into that script right now. Mm-hmm. When I'm done with it, I've kind of exhausted myself like like with that genre for maybe about a year or two. You know, because I've because now there's there's, 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 there's there's all this other material that I've been wanting to do mm-hmm. that I've had to like now push to the side. Right. And now since this is done, I was like, I want to jump and do that now. They're like, no, 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 go back and write another science fiction script. And I was like, I don't want to do that right now. I, I, I actually can't do that right now because I have these other things that have been like 
you know, they've been knocking on the door for a long time that I've kind of had to like, just like put the bar up and keep it locked. And now that it's free, because I think a lot of, I mean, for me, it's like when, you know, you go through so much, like you write so much, you, you think about so much to get to what you have, you know? I mean, I, it was, I, th- I might've said this a couple of weeks ago, um, this writer who wrote this novel called Night was like, you know, like the, like the book you read is like, is like 300 pages. But the, but the actual book was like eight, was, was, was like 800 pages that I edited down and distilled down to, the, to those 300 pages that you read. And, and all that excess stuff is you going through that world again and, and all the permutations of that world. And, and to me, I'm just kind of like next script, next genre, and the next set of characters. That's what I want to do now. Because if I can't do that now, I'm not going to give you the best thing that you want that's going to be in that genre that, that you think I should be doing. Interesting. I just stack for that reason. Like, I do multiple scripts at once. So that, like, when I'm getting to the point that I'm like, oh, I can't look at this sci-fi anymore, I move to a historical Why are you trying to Okay. She's trying to copy my. And thing. then I so, move back and forth <laughs> so that way that like I don't get to that point where I'm like I don't want to see another side mm-hmm. thing. Like I, that, I, it shifts my focus a little bit because I, I found that before when I would hard focus on one thing, I would get burnt on that thing for too long, and mm-hmm. sometimes I had another idea that was that is thing. That's exactly what I'm right? saying. Exactly what and I'm it saying. would be like, oh, uh, like I had three or four like I'm doing a cycle of eight military plays like I can't get burned out on the military right, right. so uh, it's like I, I needed to find a way to shift from the military to being like oh I can do this thing about Alabama right because they're they're different and 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 so I, I think they're just different strategies to kind of keep yourself fresh on that thing um, I still I still kind of always go back to there's and I think we all have like those two or three favorite scripts that we love yeah. That no matter whenever you feel whatever you pull them out, you're like, God damn. You know what I mean? That always, it doesn't matter. Whenever I'm in that mode of, oh, I don't want to see another sci-fi script again, if I pull out such and such a script. Battlestar or, or you mean your own? No, usually it's, it's, it's okay. Blade or whatever. You know, yeah. something that just makes me go, how the fuck did he write this? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Inspiration. Or, yeah, just some, some inspirational script that just moves me in some way in some sort of a different tone. That as I read through the prose, I'm like, this motherfucker is just on the page. Yeah. I don't know how. And I go, okay. And now I'm back again. You know, 10 pages in, I'm like, okay, I, got, I just needed a sequence. <laughs> you know what see, I mean? See, it's <clears> interesting. <throat> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, I mean, like, I always find that a little... Maybe it's because right now I'm working on like five things, you know, right. and it's like, like I got to kind of <clears throat> keep that, uh, I have to keep that nuanced like, yeah. state because if I pick up a script that's not, I mean, I did this last night and I should have done it, <laughs> you know, but um, I was like, oh, this is this dramedy thing that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I never did it. And then something just clicked in my head and I, and I went and found a script that I have wanted to read for a long time. And I was like, <gasps> Now I know the opening of this show right. that's been bothering me because right. the opening I had, I never, I liked it, but I didn't think it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And now I was like, ah, oh. so it's been like two hours just writing. So I, so I started another project. And that's why I don't want to be, you know, like, what the fuck am I doing? Start another project at one in the morning, you know? Bad idea. But, but like, it works. This is what happens. You know, it is cool. I mean, but I mean, I, th- I think that's the thing that as writers, I mean, and to me, like, that's kind of the point I'm going to get back to in terms of, like, it's great that you are writing things. I mean, at the time when I was saying this, it was like, like, 
I wanted to be able to write multiple things at once, you know, and be right. like, let's, let's, because it does keep you fresh. There's, there's, there's it keeps you moving like, forward. It keeps too, you moving forward. There are, and there's like more like storytelling. Um, there's, you know, because like a historical drama requires different storytelling right. muscles than a science fiction mm-hmm. piece, than a modern piece, and a military piece, mm-hmm. and therefore you're constantly like, and therefore you're never, you that's not the muscles aren't, aren't going to atrophy. Right. You're working on multiple projects at once, right. and I think when I was younger, I wasn't doing that, and I feel that that's why I would get burned out because I was like, I'm, I'm only doing one thing, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do something else, and now it's like I can keep you know four or five things going on at once mm-hmm. and be okay and not worried. It's just, and it could just be two pages. Yeah. But it's the progression, it's the progress that well, makes you feel like... You read a paragraph a right. day for that. a year. It could be that. You have a multiple scripts. You're riding way too slow for me. But I'm just saying that's if, good. I'm just saying if that... <laughs> no, I'm saying if like... I mean, I have friends who are always like, I can't write, I don't have time to write. Right. And I'm like, if you wrote a paragraph right. a day, take 10 it's minutes like a Pilar's day... like book, right? 10 right? minutes. Right? You can get so much done that's in true. a year. But you're trying to do this thing where you're like, five hours. Like, I have, right. You don't have to five hours. You, need you, you, no, you no, need to no, have no. a concentrated time. But the other reason to stack is that like, <laughs> you burn a script, right? Like if you said that What was the word we used again? What was it? Stacking? No, we had... Oh, Pomodoro, which Pomodoro, I had I know never... I had never you. heard... <laughs> I was like, Pomodoro? I'd never heard this thing. <laughs> um, but like... In theater, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I feel like this is probably the same here, but in theater, it's like your script is burned. Like, if you send the script to Vineyard, mm-hmm. it's done, right? Yeah. Like, if they pass on it, it's passed. Like, you got to send them a whole new script next yeah. time. You can't send them the same script yeah. year after year. Mm-hmm. If they're like, what else are you working on? You only got one script. They're like, uh, <laughs> what, you, what you doing, boo? You um, ain't serious. You ain't serious. So, <laughs> for me, it was like half of the other reason, which I think is amazing, you're doing five. That means next year, if, if somebody's read any of your other work, you have five new things, right? And if they don't like this one, you like, bam. Bitch, this, here's another one, and right. bam, and bam. And if they're all solid, like some people believe, and I don't, but like some people are always like, oh, anybody could write one good script. They don't have two or three, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't actually believe that. I, I think yeah, that's I like agree. a terrible thing to say to people. <clears throat> I, I think people have lots of amazing ideas, but when you have more than one, they all have to equally be amazing, right? right? Because if you're going to put three scripts in front of somebody, and all three are good, and all three are different, they're like, who? Is mm-hmm. that they look at you different and like all your scripts are amazing? So like you got five new awesome pieces right. and it's like you got a whole new line like you were a fashion designer, right? Mm-hmm. You got a whole new line of outfits that day, night, summertime, mm-hmm. wintertime. You got a whole thing and that's really awesome. Well, I mean, thank you. I mean, to <coughs> me, to me, I think it's this. I think that people. This is the thing. I think that people do have one amazing script in them. I mean, something that's like truly. Transcendental. I think they have and, an but, amazing story. But, but the them. thing is, the, <laughs> but here's the thing: you don't have to have a plethora of transcendental material mm-hmm. to have a great career. Because True. if you go look at fucking anyone's work, you might say that's his fucking best film. But he's right. got nine other films that are right. maybe like you know nine point eight. Mm-hmm. You know because. You know, but th- but th- that, that's the thing. You know, that's, that, that's, that's Eminem's whole new theme on his new record. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the revival didn't do good. It, Ten million fucking records. What are you talking about? I didn't do good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, what's their best? <clears throat> Right, like, right. cause yo 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 nine point eight is still nine point eight better than right. so many that's, other people. That's, so that's what like, I'm saying. Exactly. I mean, you, well, you know, because you know, for instance, like if you like, who's like a really prolific writer that we could maybe look at? Um, who's written a lot of work? Well, Shane, any of those dudes. Shane, right? I would say Quentin, Quentin, any of those. Okay, dudes, yeah. all right. So let's look at Quentin Tarantino, right? So what? 
He's done eight films or eight mm-hmm. and a half films. People will eight and a half films. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just funny. He's eight and a half. Well, that's no, all. because see, because <laughs> people always forget that he wrote that little piece in um, Four Rooms. That's right. And that's why I say eight and a half because I say that because when Fellini made eight and a half, mm-hmm. he had done an anthology film like that that he considered his half movie. That's right. why it's okay. eight, called eight and a half. That makes sense. But so it's like, so people might say people might say. Pulp Fiction is the best Tarantino. Or people might say Kill Bill mm-hmm. as a single film mm-hmm. is the, the best thing, right. you know? Or, they, or it's Django, you mm-hmm. know? Or fucking... Jackie. You know, or, yeah. or Jackie or fucking mm-hmm. the, the Bastards, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the, well, they're not going to put Hateful Eight at the top. That's, <laughs> that's what they're not going to do, you know? They're, oh, I'm not. not. Okay, <laughs> they're not gonna say. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I mean, because that movie is not. It, 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 I, if you think about it, it didn't have the same kind of like response nah. that the rest of his films had. Nah. So now that's still a, that's, but still, even Django got people talking. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. You know, so you say to yourself, okay, you know, like, where do you fall like in that? You know, and, and it's interesting shit that he's writing. I think I was telling you the mm-hmm. other day that story about how like. Hateful Eight was supposed to be a, a fucking Django story. Mm-hmm. And that just is wild yeah, to me. Bananas. You know? Because right. uh, he was like sending, I was the story was he was sending Elvis Mitchell pages when he was on this film festival tour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's such a weird relationship. But, you know, this is what he gets. And, yeah. and, it's just, it's, and it's, the output is, 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 is like what it is. And that's where people have to kind of like say to themselves, you know, like, where are you going to do like the work and constantly do the work you right. know I mean I mean, to, to me that's what it is when you're saying about do the paragraph a day people will say I don't have time to write they're not serious because you have 10 minutes to write because uh, every day but that is something people have to learn too I mean like changing it's your expectations right. about it and, and getting used to a habit and doing it every day like I, I wrote a lot but when I was in grad school and had to, you had to write, write right. obscene amounts. We did over like I think 150 pieces in three years, and I also did teach, and I also had my other academic classes. Like mm-hmm. suddenly, I was working on like crazy cylinders, and mm-hmm. I knew that if I could just keep half that hustle forever, even a quarter of that hustle, I would be doing so much more. Right. And so, but like that, <clears throat> you have to build up to. It's like going to the gym like Hilliard. Like I. Can't be doing what Hillier does, yeah, right? Can. You know, but like it would take me a while to build up to that. But you have to do that, and to me, I'm kind of like, like you said, ten minutes a day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, look, and then it, you push it up. Like if, if you're serious and you say I don't have time, you know what? I bet you you spent ten minutes on social media. Oh today. yeah, I know you did. hundred percent. I bet if, you. And the mm-hmm. fact, if you spent ten minutes on social media today, that's ten minutes that you could have been doing, you know, like, like writing your script. I mean, like I get up. And I've been doing this for the last two months. Every day I get up and do all my you know, like my routine to get ready. And before I do anything, I write 500 words on this novel that I'm writing. Hmm, that's I good. just go 500 <laughs> words. And when I hit that 500 word mark, it's on to writing scripts. It's on to doing other work. It's, it's doing whatever else I got to do. It's habit. But I get up early to write those 500 words. Hmm. And that's... Like and I have to because I've been talking about writing this book for like a year with uh, my friend of mine. She's pressing me to write it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Because I sent her like pieces of it when I was mm-hmm. fucking around trying to write it. She's like, right. "This is an amazing novel." And then I said, "I just need to write it. I just need to get out and finish and mm-hmm. write it. And then mm-hmm. once it's done, I'll just publish it." 
and uh, you know, I, I self publish it, whatever. And it's like, if I can, it would be great for me. It's why what it is like, well, great, I sell it and publish it and get money from it. Then that's just like this other income stream mm-hmm. that I'm not worrying Residual about. Residual income, yeah, my favorite you know, two words. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, it's a skill though. I feel like it's a skill that people can learn. You could teach yourself. You have to, to learn that skill. You you have to figure it out. But that's the thing is that if you're pro, if you want to be a professional writer and work in this business, you, you have to. You have to. You, you so won't. that's that's, that's they what I'm saying. You that's because it's like it's, it's like you guys are saying when you're on staff and and you didn't have time to watch television. This because you gotta fucking work. Yeah. And you got to turn up a and, lot and of stories. And when you're story. on a show, they expect you to do a lot of research. Yeah. Right. And you got to bring in pictures. You, get, you yeah. just don't have time to be watching yeah. fucking around. TV. And everyone's doing it, too. Everybody. So you can't be the slacker kid it, in the It corner. shows in the room when you come in and everybody's like, so what did you, what did you come up with? And you're like... Uh, you yeah. last night. No. I, I went to sleep. You gotta be like, I, I was got, at the club, right? <laughs> no, it's more like I went to sleep. <laughs> like, y'all don't understand when you're like, man, I didn't get home till eleven, no. but you got to be back at the place by like ten, but yeah. like not really ten. It's more like nine thirty, but it's also LA traffic, which means you got to leave the house at five. Like y'all ain't got no time. Y'all, you ain't going to nobody's club. <laughs> Where's my twelve hour turnaround? Your, I want my twelve hour turnaround. That's what you're doing. Um, let me let me ask you as we start to wind down. So what do you think for the writers out there listening? Let's talk to two different people. Let's talk to the first-time staff writers, mm-hmm. and let's talk to the people who have been on staff and trying to get on staff again. Like over the last four years that you've been out here working, what, do you, what, what suggestions do you give them for the staff writer and for like staffing midseason? Like what, what have you learned? Um, the big things I do is like, yeah, what we've already been talking about, you got to have the scripts, mm-hmm. right? So you always get to, sometimes some part of your day when you're not working, you got to put the blinders on, you just have to write. Right. You have to write, you have to write, you have to write, you have to have a lot of new samples. Um, in between, I also try to make sure that I'm meeting people. Mm-hmm. We're all a bit of an introvert, so sometimes it's easier to stay home and you just write. Introvert. Um, <clears throat> it can be. Um, so I've been trying to make sure that like... <laughs> I can meet new people mm-hmm. and, and all different kind of people, directors, uh, costumers, people who will inspire you to keep going <laughs> um, because this business can be hard, but then you also want to know what they do, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point, you're going to need to know them. Um, I also read a lot of different material that is not TV mm-hmm. um, to be able to keep my brain and my life fresh. Right. Um, and I get outside. So like the, that sounds weird. And get involved in some, some positive things that will right. keep you helping other people. Because I think oftentimes when you're not working, people will spend so much time worried about what they don't got that they don't realize what they do have. Um, and so they went spending time with other people who who just want to get into the business. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing a lot of mentoring mm-hmm. to people who are new in town to be like, yo, let me tell you the things that nobody told me when I first got right. here. Just so that they don't have to make the same mistakes. And right. some people are like, why are you getting them ahead? It's like, we, there is right. sunshine for everybody. That's why so, we do this show. Yeah, it's, it's like if, I, if I'm spending you know? my positive energy right. putting out more positivity, I always believe that it comes back to me. So totally when I'm not working, those are some <laughs> of the things I do, but like also make sure I'm writing, mm-hmm. right? Like I've written... Two and a half new pilots, a feature, and I'm working on a book, and I'm working on a play, and I'm about to go to Ohio to do some research, <laughs> right? But like, I just finished a mid-season show for mm-hmm. digital, which was right. a lot of fun. But like, you know, when I wasn't, you know, I didn't do my work while I was doing that for mm-hmm. two months. But then, as soon as it was done, I was like, I got back into it. And it's right. like you gotta keep writing. You gotta keep mm-hmm. doing those passion projects, those things that you love. Because when you walk into a meeting, you're walking in with so much positive energy. You have to. Right? Like, you can I, feel it. And they're you just, can feel I'm it. not like, oh, I gotta have right. this job. And you know from really producing and from casting, 
You can feel it when they walk in the room. It's the yeah. same shit. If you're desperate, if you, you walk in that it. room and right. you're like, I just need a job, mm-hmm. I need a job, and it's like, Mm-mm, don't say that. Um, and for me, I always feel like I am so excited about what I'm doing right. that like I just want to share it with people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's my thing. Like, I think staying positive and staying working on your own stuff and your own passion projects and being positive to other people, it, it comes back to you. Um, in, in spades, like I have had people who I didn't even know who were putting my name out there for stuff that I was like, oh, really? I didn't even know you were peeping me yeah, like that. You, you, you'd be surprised at people who are watching. Like, like Paul, Paul, Chris had a really cool thing happen with our big, we were talking about Paul earlier. <clears throat> Shout out to Paul Gill. And like he, 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 he read um, Chris's... Um, uh, I always forget what it's called. What's it called? Mercury following. Mercury following his um, Orson Welles script. And, oh, it's so good. And and he tweeted that it was his favorite script he read of the entire year. He's a huge producer. That's you know awesome. what I mean? So what I was telling Chris was, that is somebody, and he's a good friend of ours, that that's somebody who put it out there to tell everybody, you guys are sleeping on this dude. Right. You know what I mean? You can't get a better... So somebody to tweet you right. and expect everybody else to tweet and to talk about it. A better right. endorsement. Yeah. I, yeah, mean, like I, I really, I really appreciate, <clears throat> I, I appreciate that so much from him because, you know, I mean, I haven't known him that long. Mm-hmm. I think you were telling me that he'd been listening to the show and he was right. like, I'm going to meet He's like, guy. who's this Chris dude? I'm going to yeah. meet him. Um, and then I remember we- I did that. You know, like you did? sat down. I did. I was like, I need to meet this guy. <laughs> we, we sat down and- um, we had we had we had lunch one day with that, that day that or a couple of days after the first time I recorded with him, you know. Uh-huh. And I just kind of felt this thing with him, like mm-hmm. interesting kind of like uh, camaraderie, right. you know. Um, I mean, I you know, and I still want to do something with him. I, I really really want to do something with a thing. I'm, you know, I talked I sent you yesterday. I I mean, I want him to run it if it comes up. Yeah. I mean, he's the first person's name I'm going to mention. Right. I think of well, who 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 you think you can run this. Right. Um, <clears throat> That's but insane. uh but yeah but you know it's interesting I mean look you have to I think what you said is a really great point about telling people what what no one told you when you came out here mm-hmm. cuz it took me like a long time before people would, would tell me things about how about to fuck up out here and then when people told me stuff I was kind of like you could tell me this like years ago and you didn't <laughs> and exactly. I'm fucking wasting my time you know and making mistakes that you didn't that, have to make. That I didn't have to make. And the problem that I found with that is that, that that's kind of like other people aren't doing that. Mm-hmm. And that level of like selfishness and everything like that is just like, where, where does that come from? You know, there's because the thing that I would, would realize all the time is I would meet people, and because I, you know, like write genre. And, and love that mm-hmm. That's not what a lot of black people write Oh amen So I'm not really your competition So why are you tripping? You know Amen I'm, I'm amening I'm, right now Y'all can't see <laughs> You, can't you know like, I'm not I mean you know what I'm saying I mean it'd be different If I was trying to write You know the same thing You were trying to write But I'm not But even if you were You're That's not what I'm saying, Even if you are not the same We're not the same, see, we're, not the same. See, we're not gonna come at it that, The same that, way that, that, But also this if we're up for the same job, the reason why they're choosing me is not because they're not choosing you. It's they're choosing me because that person's saying, I need this right. from, what you're, from what you're presenting. Right. You know, we all have different superpowers. Yeah. We, we all do. do. You know, we all do. You, you just don't know what it is. Yeah, because mm. certain people, I think, certain, they think it's kind of like, 
you know, like like a regular job interview. Why well, right. need you? Because you know, you know what? Because you went to Yale Law School. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't have said that. But he went to oh, Yale Law School. I'm not in that one. And I didn't go there. But you know, so but, but that's what I want. I you mean, know? I could be here too. But I just I think it's, whatever is for you is for you. Right. My mother used to say that all the time. It's like, and no one can take it away from you. Not even you. Yeah. So if you just focus on your stuff and your grind, mm. what is for you will come. I have one and last question. And everything will come. <clears throat> so now that you've been on staff several times, mm-hmm. and you said, I'm not doing that no more. No, no, I, I will me, staff. No, I just want to be well, staff uh, right That's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry. I was tr- let me be more clear. How does a writer like yourself and like Spiro, he's at that level, he doesn't want to do that anymore. How do you have that conversation with your agents? And how do you go forward with trying to be a bumped up to story editor or executive, whatever it is you're trying to do? For me, that was a very easy conversation. Okay. Um, because they were all in agreement. Right. Um, in part because... So I knew that because when I came here, I did have a friend who was now an executive and she was like, okay, you are... A, she literally sat me down. She was one of those people that was like, I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And other people might disagree with you. She was like, you are a black woman writer Mm -hmm. and you came through a program which is great but they will try to keep you as long as they can keep you at the bottom Mm -hmm. do not do this more than three times she was like do not repeat staff writer more than three times and she was like you know for me the interesting thing was like one show didn't go another show didn't get a second year another show was in its final year Mm -hmm. she was like this is your last year she was like because one and done you're fine Mm -hmm. right there's an an explanation why this has happened howsomever if you just keep staying here, they're going to keep you here. Um, and so, like, that was a conversation I had very early on. So, like, it was a conversation I was having with my reps way early on. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, I, not for ego, not for money, mm-hmm. but I know that if I want to stay in this business, I have to keep moving. Yeah, okay. And if I'm a black woman <laughs> and it's this is the, the theme that happens regularly, like, this is an executive at a big company telling me mm-hmm. this this is something that we should look out for. We need mm-hmm. to watch out for. And mm-hmm. so by the time we had this conversation last Christmas, so we had literally a come to Jesus moment <laughs> last year to do a state of the union. And it was like, okay, this is where we are. We're at my third. Mm-hmm. You know, we said we weren't going to do more past three. What, what are the, what's the plan? I was and you like, ended up doing four. I ended up doing four because right. an amazing, amazing mentor was right. like, yo, I got the show. I was like, whatever it is. Yes. Like Sometimes it wasn't you even, just do it. it but I didn't, and I bet you had a ball. Here's the thing is, I didn't even ask. Mm-hmm. Like literally it was like, whatever you, need yes one because i know i'm gonna have fun two i know it's gonna be great so Mm -hmm. like it wasn't even a question so i was Mm -hmm. like fuck it i don't care if it's fourth time whatever it is what it is and it was short so whatever um but i was like well what's the plan like i don't just we don't just say no it's Mm -hmm. like okay we have to have a plan um so it was like i want to develop i want to create features um and i want to do some stuff that i've never done before that might open up doors outside of what i've already done so we had a we didn't just say we weren't going to do it Mm -hmm. we were like okay let's plan and then we're going to see what happens in staffing season and this staffing season I kept getting to the end and they were like oh but we just don't have enough money it was like they were like courting you for a while and right. saying story editor mm-hmm. and then you would get to the end and they were like oh we don't have enough money right. for a story editor right. but would you take staff again but we'll pay and I was like y'all you playing you right. playing you play. they have the money that's the thing I can assure you yes. they have the money they always that's have one of, the money one of the things they I just learned, don't want to fucking do it they can't even move money around so easy I watch them just move it around like yeah. y'all bitches had hella money what are you talking about I mean and, 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 and I don't even take it personally because I'm like it right. is a business you right you you are also it's a businessman, and I understand that right. and it's like and you produce you know your right. job is to get the person for right. the cheapest whatever. and I and I've had to do it right, right? and I'm like at a certain point 
you know, you just have to decide what's for you. And what I said, what I said to my <clears> reps <throat> is like, I will always bet on me. Hmm. I will always bet on me. Love it. And That's if game. we are at this place okay. where I'm like, I have said, I have drawn a line in the sand, and this is a moment where I have to decide. You said this, and mm-hmm. you went one past that. I said three, and I did four. And I was like, okay, for that person, I was willing to make that no. sacrifice. But am I willing to do it again? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, unless it's the absolute perfect, like, if, if it's Shonda call, or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if there were certain people who called, and I'd be like, man, you're going to have to bite that one, maybe. Right. Um, and even then, I'd have to be like, yeah, it's, it's still it a conversation. It's still a conversation. To me, right. to me, but it didn't, and none of those happened. Right. So I was like, we're just going to go into cable, or we're right. going to go into development. Right. We're going to try something else. We're not going to keep banging our head against the same door. Okay. I need to find a way to get out of this crab barrel. I need to get out of the bottom. So if that means I need to go write a script that can end up on the blacklist, mm-hmm. and that's what I need to go do. And let me spend my time doing that okay. instead of being on somebody else's staff as a staff writer right. because I don't, like, I paid off Sally Mae. I mm-hmm. paid off my credit cards. Mm-hmm. And that was on purpose so that I had this position right. right now that I can go and be like, I don't have to take that job. That's I'm going to go do what I need to do for me. Go ahead, so that, okay, we'll wrap it things. up. Yeah. Like one, Sorry. you know, it's the, 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 the power of saying I don't have to take that job is so important in this business. And to me, I kind of feel like they're always going to try to get you for less. The thing I hate about that the most is, see, it's other writers who are doing that to you. Mm-hmm. You know? that's. I mean, I think that's where, it's like an issue I have with, a lot with the Writers Guild in general. And just the, the writers keep other writers down. They, it's you know, the writers are hiring. They're making a decision. The, mm-hmm. the, like the showrunner writer, like they have control of that money. They know how much fucking money there is. Right. They can get you if they want you. Mm-hmm. They just choose, like you said, it's it's not necessarily a game. It's it's like they're choosing to be dicks because you have the money. If you need another X amount of money from. Some sh- you find the money. The so, the, you know, look, they drop so much money on those budgets. You know that it's just. Um, but I don't it know. doesn't have to be you. I mean, like, I don't take it personally. Like, I literally am like, even if it's personal, I don't take it personally. Why? Because what I understand is, you do have a room. You have a room to run. You got a, You got a budget. You got money, right? Am I going to spend that capital on you when I know I can walk out right now and find two other people who who might not be exactly you and might have some other deficiencies that you don't have and whatever, but they got somebody good. It's not like there's not a line of people behind me who don't need that job, right? So I don't take it personally. I'm literally like, you know what, that's that's your budget. And I just kind of like, like, you know what? I mean, it, to me, it was like if it was the studio saying we, we're not going to hook you. It, it could be, you know, but, but a lot of times it's Sometimes not. Sometimes it's not. You know, and so I mean, anyway, it, cool. yeah, it's it sucks, but at the same time, I, you just got to make a choice for yourself. And like they could if they wanted to, and they decided that it was between me and somebody else, and that person would take staff writer. Why 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 would I not want that person to get a job? Like it might not just it's just not meant for me. You, you just plain old can't take it personally I because. Can't. When, when, when all of us are running our own shows, we're going to be doing the same shit. Because eventually, right. we're going to be like, wait a minute, we could save money right there? Right. Okay, so I only need one staff instead of four staff? Okay, cool. Right. I'm going to do, you know what I mean? Oh, I could bring right. my boy Chris. He's now a co-producer. Right. Cool. You know what I mean? You just are making it work. So it's not a personal game at all. No, no, you no. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not saying it's personal at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that you just got the short end of the stick. I just that know end. that there's money. There's always yeah, there's money. There's always money. There's right. always money. But here's the other thing. Last thing I'm gonna say. 
if you made it to the final, right. they didn't forget. Right. And so I, next and season, they'll be like, remember the girl who came in with the purple hair? She and was I, awesome. And, and I have gotten that. She was awesome. So it's like, you, you see it what I mean? They is. don't forget. It's just like us when we cast. We remember, remember the girl with the red shirt. We, what was her name again? It's a we numbers gotta, yeah, game. Same shit. Play the numbers. Same shit. Keep playing the numbers. Cool. Awesome. On that note, thank y'all. That's what's up. Thank you. So this where you at, fun. Bianca? I am on Twitter. She got to um, look it up. Don't I even did, have it because I'm not, I'm not on that much. <laughs> well, let me get the Chris there while uh, you watch. It's, you know it's, it? I, I'm okay. looking at it. Okay, fine. It's Right Sam's Right. That's W-R-I-T-E-S-A-M-S. Right, W-R-I-T-E. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Right. I remember so, now. I right remember now. Okay. Sam's Right. And that's also at Instagram as well. Okay, cool. Where you at, Chris? <clears throat> so the website is back up DerekBrothers.com is back up That's probably the best place to reach me At the next few days You can always follow the Instagram feed um, Unauthorized CBD right. Same thing at Twitter um, okay. That's Yeah that's it. Cool. that's it And you? And I'm your host Hilliard Guest You guys can find me on Twitter I say Twitter like I'm cool <laughs> At Hilliard Guest You guys can follow the show Screenwriters RR on Twitter <clears throat> Any questions ScreenwritersRantRoom At gmail.com Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. Give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, please go on our new Patreon page. Yeah, the Patreon page, the, the link will be in the show notes. Yes, of course. So, you know, uh, support that. We appreciate that. it. Yes. Um, shout out to Lisa Bolakaja, wherever she is, out doing her thug dizzle. I know school's about to start for her, isn't it? Okay, she's about to get busy. Um, let me think there was something. Seven or last or raw is what she's doing. Exactly, exactly. Fingers crossed for Pargio to get that shit going. That'd be nice. Um, and hey, you got to be watching Black Panther Quest, y'all. Where oh, y'all yeah. at? Where Watch y'all that. at? I know, I know. Jeff Thor needs his fucking, yeah, needs yes. his hookup. Exactly. So everybody joining me, y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. Oh, let me one more thing. Watch. The, listen, everybody listen to the podcast, The Michelle Mission. Yeah, Michelle Mission, yes. Yeah, tell them what yes. that's about, Chris. So, so Michelle yeah. Mission is uh, these two black guys, um, Lynn. Oh, fucking this, I always this, forget the other guy's name. It's uh, Lynn Webb and the other guy. I forget his name now off it. But they are probably 130 episodes in, and mm-hmm. every episode they discuss a black film. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, their, and their mission is to review all black films that have been released. Absolutely. Now, they have a specific definition of what a black film is, which you have to listen to the first episode, <laughs> let them explain that to you, but you'll see because certain films don't qualify. You right, know, certain right, Denzel right. films may not qualify. That's funny. But, um, but listen to the Michelle Mission. It's great. Because he might be one of the only black people in the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> how are we not going to make my man? That's what's up. So y'all know how we do it on The Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep what everybody. Black, Black Panther's, Panther's Quest. Quest. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Road. Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no kata Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.